Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider. He is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? Hey, my brother. I'm doing okay. Feeling Sorry all right? Today. Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> Brett said you were under the weather. Want to make sure you're okay. Oh, man. I missed the uh, missed the Nebraska game of COVID, just believe it or not. I watched it from my bed. So, But I'm on the mend, and I'm planning on going to Minnesota. So, uh, But it's hard to keep your eyes up. I can tell you, man, that thing's brutal. Beat me up twice. But we're back on the mend and ready to go. You okay? Yeah. Yeah, I feel better. I, I uh, It took a few days, but... You know what? Uh, I just felt bad about missing yesterday, man. I slipped right through my alarm. So. Oh, man, you're, you're okay. I'm glad we got you back on here. Who went out? Did you send Anthony or Clayton? Yeah, Anthony out? and Clayton both went out there and had a, and had a great time. Oh, brought God. It home. It's certainly a different perspective when you're watching it on TV. I can't remember the last time I missed a game, but you know what? Uh, complete dominance. This is the Michigan team we expected to see, right, Billy? When we were talking at the football summit and at Tully Moore and everything else, and and the offensive line starting to come together, still got some shakiness at at left tackle uh, in terms of pass blocking, but they were firing off the ball. It looked to me like the season, they kind of felt like the season started on Saturday with the first real road game, and, and now it looks like they're ready to roll. Yeah, what I said right after the game at a huge show on Twitter, the huge show on Facebook, they look like the number two team in America, if not number one. They, I know they gained some votes, but Georgia uh, had a strong second half and hung on to beat Peyton Thorne and Auburn. But I, I just like how they were utilizing their weapons. I thought the offensive line played their best game of the year. So what you hope, if you're a Michigan fan, is that they knew those three games were basically the preseason and it began uh, with a road trip at Nebraska, normally a hostile place, and they took that crowd completely out of it start to finish. Yeah, for seven minutes, and it was crazy. Those guys said it was loud, uh, as it always is, But and you feel for those people, man. It's the only game in town down there, and it's been decades now since they've been relevant, and that's a, a program with a proud tradition. So, But they took them right out of it, and after that interception, it really, if the game was over, uh, after when it, when it got to 14 to nothing, you thought, okay, these guys aren't going to score 14 points on this defense, and they got down there and got held on a fourth and one on a uh, on a quarterback sneak. And you know, Matt Rule, the Nebraska coach, said, you know, maybe it's a different game if we make it 14 to seven. I'm thinking, there's no way. I don't think they're punching it in the end zone against that defense. Maybe give them three. But regardless, they weren't stopping Michigan. And uh, just the way that McCarthy's got the control of the offense right now, he had a couple overthrows, sure. But the backs are running harder. The holes are, are getting bigger. You could see them blowing them off the ball. And uh, to me, putting it all together, the one area uh, you have to be a little concerned with, there was a little bit of room in the middle of that Michigan defense on the slant passes and stuff like that. But they've got some bang- guys banged up in the secondary. Rod Moore's still not 100%. Uh, Mike Sane was still now. He only played 16 snaps in that game. They got to get those guys back and get them healthy for the Penn State game, frankly, because that should probably be the next time, the only time uh, that Michigan's challenged up until then. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider. Check it in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Yeah, when that game was over, I kind of looked at the schedule with my buddies and I said, you know, I, I, is there a team that can score more than 14 points? on that defense, and the season to me looks like at Penn State, you hope at Maryland in between Penn State and Ohio State is in a trap game, and then the Buckeyes had the big house. Yeah, that's a three-game season, really a two-game season. I don't think they're going to lose to Maryland. I think I think this, will, this weekend will tell us a lot about Maryland uh, when they go to Ohio State, if they can 
hang in there and move the ball on them a little bit. That's a tough place to play. Um, you know, I'm anxious to see what their defense does against an Ohio State offense that, you know, a lot of people have written off here. But uh, they kind of approach the game like Michigan does now. You know, they don't have that elite quarterback, and Michigan does. Uh, but, you know, they're not flinging it all over the yard. So, um, I'm going to be I'm going to be fascinated to see that. There's still a lot of games that we need to see between teams to determine how good some of these teams are. I, I watched Penn State against Northwestern. I was not I was not impressed. Uh, I, they aren't really dynamic offensively. They've got a, a fast defense, but I think Michigan should be able to run on them. So uh, you know, but it's the fact that we're already looking a month ahead, Bill, five weeks ahead, just tells you how crappy the schedule is and how bad the Big Ten is this year. Now that's going to be rectified. We got a story up today at the Wolverine.com, uh, Bill, uh, that people can check out where next year's schedule has the potential to be absolutely brutal. We've got a couple sources telling us that that USC, Oregon, and Washington will all be on the Michigan schedule next year, in addition to Michigan State and Ohio State uh, and Texas. Uh, Texas apparently wanted out, but they said, uh, Fox told them, you know, yeah, give us $3 million and maybe we'll talk, but I don't think they want to do that. So you want to talk about a loaded schedule next year, potentially losing J.J. McCarthy and some of these other guys, uh, you know what, that would certainly make up for this year's schedule. So when are they going to announce uh, the complete schedules with the addition yeah. now by adding Oregon and Washington, and you're yep. looking at TV now driving this bus? I know divisions are gone, but there's a side of me with adding Oregon and Washington. Could you see an East-West uh, just to kind of even it out and keep everybody from uh, beating up on each other? Uh, your thoughts on how that schedule will play out? Are you hearing from your sources when it will be released and our divisions done for good. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see divisions. And, and what we were told today by people who are directly involved now, it won't be uh, it won't be final, obviously, and official until they announce it. But we've heard it could be announced as soon as this week, Bill. And, uh, you know, a road trip possibly to Washington or Michigan. But USC potentially at home now is what we're hearing. So, and Oregon as well. Uh, Texas, an eight-game home schedule is what we're looking at, though, for Michigan. So... Um, which will obviously include the the two games that are protected, Michigan State and Ohio State. But what we've heard is that the networks want Michigan, Ohio State, and probably Penn State to play those new teams from the from the Pac-12 that are coming over uh, to get their money back, right, in the first few years to guarantee big TV draws, uh, which is you know not necessarily fair, you know, but neither is having Ohio State, for example, as a protected game when somebody else might have to play in Indiana. But it's just the way it goes when you're a Big Ten blue blood. So, but what you know, this is why expanding the playoff was so important too, though, Bill, because you could have three losses and still maybe sneak into the the playoff with a top schedule. And uh, you know what? Going forward, it's going to be it's going to be loaded. There's no question about it. The days of uh, of schedules like these are over. And you're going to see a lot of good teams playing each other, which is really great for college football. I don't know that it's necessarily great for the kids, you know, that guys aren't going to be able to rest. Michigan's got a bunch of guys banged up that we just talked about. There aren't going to be those Indiana games where you can just rest them in the fourth quarter or or uh, UNLV or whatever. They're going to have to go out there and they're going to have to play even more banged up and go across the country to play these games. But as college football fans and journalists, uh, we're going to love it. It's going to be some great matchups. Are you hearing, uh, I thought they were going to nine. Is it nine conference games? Uh, I think so, yep. Right. And uh, so Michigan will have eight games at home, though, if we're hearing next year. Wow. Because the, 
is the plan. And then uh, two of the road games we're hearing are going to be Washington and Ohio State on the road. So just, uh, you know, unbelievable uh, if, that's how it, if that's how it comes to fruition. And we're pretty confident that that's what's on the table right now. We're 100% confident that's what's on the table right now. We'll just see if it gets finalized here within the next week or so. And the deal about Michigan taking a tougher schedule is probably, hey, we're going to have the rest of those games at home or we're not going to – Play that right. uh, TV network desired schedule. And the top two yep. teams, it will be interesting how they decide. And my guess is they're going to decide the top two teams off the playoff committee rankings, which would be the easiest way for transparency and fairness that those top two teams in the playoff rankings, again, this is me hypothetically speaking, would uh-huh. be the two Big Ten teams that play in the Big Ten championship game. Yeah, I would think so. And it's it's going to be tough. Each year in and year out, you're going to have uh, you know probably some uh, a group of teams right that that might feel like because they're going to beat each other up. Let's be honest here. It's not going to be you know Ohio State going out to Oregon, Ohio State going out to USC. Same with Michigan. Anybody that goes out there, you know, the last road game Michigan won out uh, on the coast that was not a a bowl game or postseason game against the West Coast team was UCLA in 1989, I think it was, and they needed a, a last-second field goal and an onside kick to get that one as, as a heavily favored team. So lost at Washington, they've lost at Oregon, uh, they've lost at UCLA in 2001. So it is hard. Michigan State lost at Arizona State. It is hard to go on the road, and of course it's hard for those teams to come back this way too, uh, and and play probably in, in November. So um, it's going to be fascinating to watch. But uh, you know, it's a different era of college football. And and while we may not like it as traditionalists, you know, I look around the Big Ten stadiums and I think, man, you know, I, I miss the days of, of you know going to Purdue and going to Illinois and stuff like that. It is certainly going to make it more competitive and a lot of fun to watch. Chris, get better, my man. Good to hear your voice. Okay. I will. Thanks for having me, Billy. Take yeah. care. Yeah, Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com joining us on the Rose Tumber Coffee Guest Line.